Life Audio. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to Billy and the Goat. We appreciate you tuning in today. As you know, our show is all about overcoming life's challenges, overcoming adversity. Today's guest and I go way back. We worked out, hung out, and rode our hollies together. We were somewhat of a menace in Virginia Beach. He was born in New Jersey in 1957, then moved to Virginia Beach in 1975. He has three children, Jim, Vinny, and Anthony, who are all grown up now. He bought his first motorcycle in 1976 and his first Harley in 1978. After all of us men here in Virginia Beach, he left in 2005. Then opened his thriving contracting business called Master Designs. In 2009, in Tennessee, Eric has been married to his loving wife, Michelle, for nine whole years. God <laughs> bless her. No doubt. Well, my brother in Christ, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Good to be here. Again. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to the show. Ed, my brother. Man. We did a lot, man. It's crazy that we're where we are today after going through all we went through, right, years ago. That's it. Like 20 years ago. Spreading the gospel. Oh, my goodness. Amen. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you this. When, we, when you were growing up, yeah. like, I have an idea of how you handle stress now, right? Okay. So when you were growing up. And going through stuff, pain, anxiety, fear, loss, how did you deal with it then? You know, I guess what you would assume, drugs, alcohol, just, you know, I took antidepressants, I think, and I actually went back on them. But if I remember right, the first time I got antidepressants, it has something to do with you. Do you remember? Yeah, you just really made me so depressed. No, <laughs> you remember. You remember there was Anne and there was Hope. Yep. Well, Anne had me take a, a, you know, get a life insurance policy out of me. Mm-hmm. Well, when I got the results, they said I'd had hepatitis A or C. Right. And I told you, and you said, no, you don't, no, you don't. It's from the, the steroids. And you told me to go to this doctor. Your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I went, went to him until I left. Yeah. Well, he put me on. He said, you're right. And 
but I think he's the one that put me on Xanax and Zoloft. Wow. Yeah. Doctor, I don't remember. Wow. Why did you figure that out, man? Because you. <laughs> yeah. I remember the most unimportant things. <laughs> How do you remember stuff like that? Yeah. So, okay. So, go to the day. How do you deal with stress today? Well, this is what I was thinking about this morning. You know, still things do. And honestly, when I was first saved in 2006, I quit everything at once, which included Xanax, Zoloft, blood pressure medicine, drugs, steroids, and drinking. Done. That's that's hard to do. Yeah. You want me to tell you a little bit about it? Absolutely. Okay. You know, me and Lola, you don't remember her, but you if you've seen her, you'd recognize her. When we moved out here, we made a deal. We said we would get better, you know, be better people. Mm-hmm. Actually got worse. And after about, yeah, it was about a year, that's when things got really bad. And we split. And I can remember her saying something about my drinking. And I said, I was a drunk when you met me, and I'll be a drunk when you leave me. I can hear it saying that. Yeah. (laughs) Then things changed after she left. But anyway, now I'm on this journey. It's such a long story, and I don't mind telling you, but I'm just answering this portion. Mm -hmm. But one of my first prayers to God, I know exactly where I was. I said, God, I know I need to quit drinking, and I know I can't. I knew for a long time I was going to die of something alcohol related, mm-hmm. but I knew I couldn't, and I knew I really didn't want to. I didn't care. Within two weeks, and here I'm drinking a half a gallon every two, three days plus beer. What, what was your what was your bourbon, bourbon whiskey, mostly anything? Yeah. Two weeks later, nothing, nothing. That was eighteen years ago. Wow. But then, and like I said, this is a lot. You tell me how much you want me to tell. But so I lived on the mountain, right up up the mountain right here, by myself for eight years. And I didn't have any TV, no nothing. All I did was read, listen to sermons. I worked. I went to the gym. I I didn't do anything. I didn't, I mean, there was no women in my life. I dated periodically, but there was never a like, I just want to be with a woman for dinner. You know, it's like I dated anybody. It was for the one purpose, is this God's wife for me? So anyway, after eight years, and then me and Michelle got married. So she lived in in town. Mm. Within a couple months, I was back on Zoloft. Just because of the transition from, you know, now I'm in the world, now I'm in real life with somebody else. And I've I've come off it a couple times since then, but I finally got to the point, what's the difference? Stuff makes you feel better, take it. So. Oh, my gosh. But the difference between now and then is this. You know, like the Bible says, we're not like those that have no hope in the world. Things still happen to us. Mm-hmm. I've said if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. I just said to somebody today, I'm glad I'm not 20. I can't possibly have, but so much longer in this place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we have hope. And little by little, I learned 
you know, me and Michelle fight, we have a fight, it's, it's debilitating to me. But the Lord has shown me it's only temporary. Mm. It seems like the end of the world. We're going to make up. We always do. Everything is going to be okay. The Lord's been wonderful to me. So if we still have that stuff and how I deal with it, I know it's going to be okay. Amen. It's always okay. We're in a different space, in a different yeah. mindset, man. Right. But a couple of things about your nine years is when you said that, like nine years, that's a long time to be by yourself on a hill just reading and listening to scripture. But sometimes I firmly believe, and it's happened to me too, is God puts us in time out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? You need to sit your butt down in that corner and don't move. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know the world that you were acting crazy in. <laughs> That's no surprise to me. I spent three to five hours every single day reading. Every day. The first time I read the Bible front to back took me three and a half months. You know what I did when I was done? I turned it over and started again. It's just something he, he did with me. Yeah. But that's all I just, I had to understand. I had no under, I didn't grow up in the South, you know. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Your mom's a preacher, isn't she? She is. She yeah, is. see, I, I went to Presbyterian church as a kid, but it's way different. It's non-intrusive. I didn't know what the word saved meant till I was saved like six, eight months. Yeah. I never heard that terminology. Wow. Wow. So I just, I, you know, I just wanted to know. I was fascinated fascinated that's that i mean not that i think what's more impressive amazing is not that not, god's word is amazing right right but the fact that you so diligently and so like you had this thirst to know for lot for knowledge of the scripture and to stay in it you know it was just a gift. That's not me. I was never a reader. Remember, I had, when I moved out of the house to me and Lolita bought, there was stacks and stacks of Easy Riders, Hot Bike. I never yeah. even read that. I just looked at the pictures, you know. But now, yeah. reading, 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 reading. Wow. And it was, it was the worst year of my life. It was very hard, my 49th year, because of everything. Yeah. So what I would do, I slept on the couch. What I would do... Is the only thing to take the pain away most was to read. Mm. I read till I fall asleep, and then I dream about. <gasps> you know, you wake up, realize what's going on, and then I just read. I just, just read, 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 read. I'd stay home on Saturdays by myself and read like Deuteronomy. You know, I just read, 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 listen to sermons. So you just, I mean, it's like you reprogrammed yourself. Like you had all this data. Yeah. All right, we got to get his stuff out. <laughs> but it's what he did. He just put that that in me. And I'll tell you another one. Before we moved down here, I had gotten in this habit of, you know, you drink every night because you drink every night. Yeah. But then I got in this habit of waking up in the middle of the night and I'd go sit in front of my computer, play eBay or something, and I'd drink again. Well, it was like, you know, 4.30, 4.45. As soon as I was saved and I started reading, which, again, I didn't know I was saved. I, in my mind, it was, I have a new best friend and it's God. Wow. I woke up all those years, 4.45, 5 
every day without an alarm, and I never left my house till eight. All that time was spent in God's word and prayer. And then when I came home at night, same thing, a couple hours. It just what it's just what he did. It's not me. Everybody would say the gym gave me that discipline. No, God did it. Nah, that ain't gym stuff there, brother. No. No, I'm an idiot. You know that. I'm reading off the I knew you. I knew you. Right? And I knew you didn't have that in you. No. Yeah, it wasn't like toting books around, was I? All by yourself. Did you have any any kind of any friends, family, or any kind of go-to to help you through this? Or was just just you and God? No, I did. So this is probably I didn't know enough to pay attention. One day I woke up and my mindset was different. And there's a story for that too. That was around September. I think maybe my sister told me that because I started calling her. She's been a Christian like 30 years. Mm-hmm. So then, long story short, I didn't want to go to church. I didn't like church, but I met this guy who was a preacher. I liked him, but he was in the next town. He said, listen, trust me. I want you to go see this guy. And it happened to be a church that was right down the street from where I was living. Well, I went there, and me and him became best friends like almost immediately. It was actually his house that I stayed in all those years. It was vacant, three-bedroom house. He said, I tell you what, if you decide you want to stay in Tennessee, because I didn't have nobody here, mm-hmm. you can live in this house. If you fix it up, you can live for free. So, yeah. Oh, we spoke every day, every day. Really? Actually, the house I lived in was right smack between the church and the parsonage. And that's where I lived for eight years. Tell the builder he can have the house and he can build it up. Yeah, he said, you live in your house, you just, yeah, you need a remodeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. I lived there for free for eight years. Oh, my gosh. If God isn't all over this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to leave. I didn't have anybody here. You know, we just knew Lolita's family. We were split. I wanted to come back home, you know. But I, it came to the point. I remember telling him, I said, I think if I try and leave this mountain, God will kill me, which I know that's not true now. Now I just know that he didn't want me to leave the mountain. (laughs) Yeah, this is where he wants me. And and now I see that. Now I see that. Yeah, that's wisdom, bro. My goodness. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sure. What? You're a dad, man. What's the most challenging part of being a father? Huh. Well, of course, now it's different. I remember him telling me, and he's right. He said, now you can really love your children because you understand what love means. You didn't before. Right. So, you know. Is that sad? I, Is that sad? I, Knowing that how you were and how you are now? Say it again. Does it sadden you? Like how, now, you, how I was, how, how you, yeah, how you were compared to you are today. Oh yeah, I yeah. I mean, I used to have real problems going back to Virginia Beach re, re, to visit family because mm-hmm. I lived there for so long. I'd drive around and places would remind me, and I couldn't reconcile in my mind how could a man created in the image of God do what I did? Amen. 
You know, one day hit me. I And I started praying this. I said, Lord, you know, great for me, you saved me. But how about my three wives that I tormented all them years? That was really heavy. I bet. But you know what? God forgives, right? Right. Right. So if God can forgive us, we can forgive ourselves. You're right. Yeah. We don't have the right to not. Yeah. Yeah. But one example, <laughs> Hope, Hope told me, well, I'm glad to hear God forgave you, but I don't. <laughs> no. And unfortunately, you know, she's stuck in that fire. Yeah. And she doesn't, obviously doesn't know that forgiveness is, is not for you. It's for right. right. Yeah. She don't, she's Catholic. She don't get that. But yeah, I do. I just, you know. Yeah, I think about, so, I mean, we've known each other a long time. I had a pretty rock star life. Yes. But I would tell people all the time, I came out here, I lost everything. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, now that I understand what I understand, I'd kill myself before I go back. You can have that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Florence, all, you can have all that stuff. Yes. This is life. I never knew what life was really like. This is life. Yeah. That's how it was. In, that's how he intends for us to live it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I figured that out. He's smarter than us. My goodness. Just like with Michelle. This is, we've been married nine years. That's good. But this is the longest I've lived with women in my entire life. I was married 10 years, twice, once, nine. You know, me and Hope had our own places and stuff. That's what I did with all three wives. After like four or five years, it was like, yeah, I'm out of this stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we've lived together nine years. I've never done that. 66 years old. Wow. Look at you, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? Yeah. It, it does. I just, you know, just grateful. You know, the way everything happened with me. Like you said, we both knew me, and I want this guy. I wasn't this guy. Yeah. Okay. It's like God just said, you guys hang on just a second here. I got to go deal with that Barbado right now today. Yeah. He, I mean, he put, he gave you your undivided, his undivided vision. He did. Yeah. Don't move. Yeah. I know you have faith, brother. When was having the faith of a mustard seed real to you like hmm. something that happened you know something that really stirred you hmm. i have to thank i think he really blessed me with a strong faith from the beginning i because i didn't understand in my naivety when i realized you know i got this new friend it's god so that makes you a christian okay so i thought you know as christians we read the Bible, we see God wants us to do something, so we just do it. I thought that's what everybody did. But, so that's what I did. Obviously, I found out later on, it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I found out that's the way to live, because he is faithful to that. So he, I, never, I don't have any bad stories. I have times that I didn't understand what's going on at the time. Mm-hmm. But I always did. You know, I just always had this... You know, this this trust, this faith in God. 
But what, what gave you the most amount of stress when you had the least amount of faith? Was it alcohol? Was it the drugs? Was it your relationships? Was it? What gave me the most amount of stress? You mean like before I was saved? After you were saved. Uh-uh. Not after you were saved. What gave me the most amount of stress? Yep. When you had the least amount of faith. Like when you, and you still, and, and God still came through. Probably you turn around, right? And you're going through all your stuff. You're taking all these meds. You're going crazy. Your relationship. You're questioning yourself. I mean, that's probably yeah. in your in your in your worst. You're low, lowest to the low, and you didn't have you hadn't read the Bible yet. I mean, that would probably be it right there, right? I guess kind of. I don't want to see. I mean, that makes that yeah. makes sense. it probably does, but I don't know what. He did for me and things he showed me in the beginning. Here's an example. And I wouldn't say, you know, maybe a couple months. Mm -hmm. You know, the lady would still come around. We were talking back and forth and everything. The house that we bought, it was my money, but it was in her name because I was, you know, hiding. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to keep the house and she was fine with it. So we had to talk to the mortgage company and, you know, I showed that it was my money and everything and they were fine with that. So it took numerous phone calls with the both of us, you know. Well, before we got to the end of that, one day I'm home, I'm in the shower and the phone rings, the landline. And I go to answer it and I knew it was her. But I also know, how knew, however he does it, he said, do not answer that phone. This is done. Wow. And I didn't. So after going through all this stuff with the house, so I haven't talked to her anymore since then. Oh, wow. I'm on the phone, the last conversation about the house. And the guy says, okay, we just need to talk to her one more time, confirm all this. And, you know, the house, the mortgage will be transferred to your name. I mm -hmm. said, okay, let me, he goes, let me know. I, no, I said, okay, just let me know. I'm here. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to do it on a three-way conversation. And I panicked. And I hung up the phone, which meant I had to walk away from that house and everything. And I wow. did. Wow. Just like that. God said, don't speak to her. In my mind, God says, don't speak. This is what Christians do. You don't speak to her. Period. And I didn't. And I walked away from all of it. Haven't talked to her since. No. I, three years later, I seen her. She didn't, she didn't call you and try to reach out to you? Sometimes, yeah. And you just but we, just, we lived in the same small town, wow. and we never seen each other for three years. <laughs> but I did. I just packed my stuff, and that's when I went to my buddy's wow. house. Right. And I didn't even, I think I was aware of the verse, if you leave houses, or, you know, for my sake. But that actually came out to be exactly what happened in my life. Wow. Like you're living. So it's just when he changed me, he just, that's just what he did. There's been tough times. Most, most of my stories are pretty stupid. Like with the drinking. Mm -hmm. So I quit drinking. But in my mind, my plan was, so this is probably end of September, 1st of October. No more drinking, no drugs, no, no. In my mind, I thought, I'm not going to drink like I 
did anymore. But it's okay if I have a drink, right? right? So comes Christmas. I'm here by myself. First time in my life on Christmas by myself on this mountain. Okay. I never wanted to go back home. You know, just I'm here. So I thought to myself, here it is Christmas. I ain't had nothing to drink all this time. I'm going to go get a six-pack of beer. I start down the mountain, and I realize Christmas fell on Sunday that year. You can't buy a beer on Sunday around here. So still, I've got the same mindset. So I'm talking to my kids about coming out and visiting and trying to decide when. And, I, you know, they knew something happened, but I'm telling them, like, well, I'm praying for guidance. And they're like, what in the world is he talking about? No idea. What? How did this guy? Yeah. Anyway, so I wound up going on June 22nd because that's Anthony's birthday and it's Gina's husband's birthday. So that's the day I go there. So, of course, they're going to have a party. It's at a bar. And I thought to myself, my kid's going to freak out because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have one beer and one shot. And they ain't never seen daddy drink like that. Me either. (laughs) Well, then before I get out there, I thought... The first thing I'm going to want if I have a drink is a cigarette. I don't want to have to deal with cigarettes again. That was a tough one for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't drink. The next day, my daughter sat me down and told me how my drinking affected her. I said to myself, that's it. Never again. Wow. See, I just fell into stuff. It's just, it's not me. It's just the Lord. Wow. That's powerful, man. And it was cigarettes. There's no noble thing. It's just another silly Ed Barbados story, you know. Wow. That's powerful. Here's the thing, man. You didn't have to. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. God gives us free will. You you either you do or you don't. Right. And here another crossroads for you. Regardless of the tears and regardless of of how it affected your daughter. You mean, you could have very well just said, heck with it. And you, man, God bless you, man. I'm glad you did. Thank you. Yeah. Glad you did. Yeah. It was a good one to put behind me. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, because it was just over the last several years, like we haven't been, in, you haven't, we haven't communicated maybe like once or twice quickly. And then I start seeing your posts. What in the world? I just, I'm just like, what? He's up to see scamming somebody. It's like, it just it's another perfect example of what God is able to do. Right. If God can change you and God can change me, God can change anybody. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Amen. That's the point. That's the point. You know, that's what he does. That's what he does. I've said it once and said it a million times. God saved me when he should have killed me. But now I understand it's just true with everybody. He's using us. Yeah, he uses us. Right. Yeah. Is, you know, your new marriage, not no, with Michelle, is it tough to balance your life? I mean, now that now that you, your, your spirituality, your your service to God, you know, you were by yourself for years. Is that is that a smooth segue into the marriage, or is it? No, 
No? No, because, and like I said, you know, hence the Zoloft. I knew Michelle almost as soon as I started going to church, which the first time I went to church was the Sunday after Thanksgiving of 2006. Mm-hmm. Well, that she was saved in that church at five. Her family went to that church. But Michelle, you know, she was one of them. She'd go on Mother's Day, Christmas, you know. Mm. So the first time I seen her was that Christmas. And her family really took me in. So I knew her. We were friends. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that there was an interest, you know. And yeah. I said to myself, this girl won't even go to no church. You know, she certainly ain't for me. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> Eight years, no, yeah, eight years later, whenever it was. So we were friends. One day she texts me and wants to know if her and her partner, you know, her the other lawyer she works with, yes. wanted to go to the gym and wanted me to, you know, help them. You know, people ask you all the time. Yep. So I said, yeah, I always say, yeah, yeah, because I only talk one thing. Here's, you want to. You want me around? You know what you're going to hear. She knew. Right. Well, anyway, after going to the gym for a while, she calls me one night. And she, I'm going to leave out the first one. Yeah, she called me one night. The next night, she calls me and she goes, there's a certain amount of interest. That's how she said it. You know, lawyer. I'm like, this girl. you know, and I'm, and I'm wondering where you're at with that. And I told her, I said, listen couple things. I said, first off, you got to come my way. I'm not going yours. And she mm. goes, I know. And that, you know, it's time for you to like get back right with the Lord. And I said, the other thing is, I don't have no money and I'll probably never have no money again. Mm. And she goes, I don't need your money. And she goes, I understand that. And I said, just like I told you, She's seen me date some people, but it was short-lived. I said, I've never, like, went to dinner with a girl just because I missed being with a woman. I don't care. I said, if we're going to do this, my exact plan's got to be yours, which we are going to go on a path forward to see if we are each other's God's choice for husband and wife. That's all I'm interested in. And she said, okay, I'm fine with that. But... You know, she'd been saved since she was five. She didn't even know one verse of scripture. You know, she's a church people. So I remember time we were just dating. She goes to me, we got an argument about something. We bumped heads so much. Are you going to have a religious answer for everything? <laughs> and I said, yes. So it was, it was tough. But this is what I learned there. Same thing with answer. Same thing as everything. And that's why you ask about faith. To me... The Christian life is very mechanical in a way. Mm. God's given us his word. His promise is that when he so chooses through his spirit, he uses those words to transform. Mm. The natural man doesn't understand. The spiritual man understands things because we have the spirit of God in us. I have 100% faith in that. So when I speak... I know, hey, she's not going to like it. But I don't sell Jesus. I trust Jesus. Oh, so yes, I'm going to have a religious answer for everything, for everything. 
But the one key thing I saw in her that made me pursue the relationship is that I would say something, you know, biblically, and the look on her face was like, I knew she knew it, she heard it, mm. and I attributed that to the Holy Spirit of God. Mm. So battle after battle after battle after battle, now we've got a totally different person. Wow. God's word from my mouth transformed that woman in our relationship. Wow. That's his promise, right? That's it. Right. The Holy Spirit speaking through you. Right. That's it. You know, and it's just that faith. No, no, we're married now. We're staying married. And whatever it takes, you know, you know, right. whatever it takes. But he was just incredibly faithful. And I mean, he transformed her, you know, with Absolutely. his and our whole life is just so different. Neither one of us would have dated each other before that. Her last boyfriend was a judge. What's she doing with me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just wow. of the Lord. Yeah. Now I look at you. Yeah. Looking back, any regrets? Yeah. I did screw up once, I guess. Once? Well, I just had a regret. I mean, of course, I regret every time I said, but I did hooked back up with Lolita before we started dating. I was given bad advice, but I'm still responsible. I, I regret doing that because the Lord, you know, is really clear showing me, you know, no, that's not right. But, you know, I bought into the, the amazing story you would be. And, man, yeah. Look, the adversary, man, is tricky. Do I? Mean, the adversary, the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. in. You're like, you're all in with your new life, with, with God, with Jesus. Yes, spiritually, yes. And you say, hey, you know what, child, I'm ready one more time. She's not really in there, so let's see if we can't mess it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he right. is. Yeah, he you is. Saw, you saw your way out of there, man. That's fine. I came to a point with that, too. I used to. You know, I go to work and sometimes I struggle with depression real bad, but this, I didn't take anything. Sometimes I'd be so depressed that I, I couldn't work. I'd go back home. And I remember one of those times I turned the van around, go back home. This is what I said. You know, I've been saved a couple of years, I guess. So I'm not, I don't know everything, you know. But I thought to myself, you know, I've been beat up before. Mm hmm. You know, I've been a tough guy for a long time. That's okay. Satan's going to get a couple knocks on me. And I said, F you, because you're going to get some beats on me now, but in the end, I know where you're going. So let's just do this, okay? And I ain't afraid to know Satan. You know, I'm not. Because every time, God doesn't allow anything to come into our life, including Satan. So if he so chooses let Satan deal with me in somewhat. Well, that's fine. I could do this. I could do this. Mm -hmm. In the end, I'll get up and he won't. And that's it. That's it. That, you know, that's so, it. Something I just, I just learned, you know, my, my walk is, is still pretty young, you know, and I just learned recently that how proud we are. And, you know, Satan started out as Lucifer. Lucifer was pretty, 
Lucifer was handsome, yeah. smart, a, a musician, reading the gospel and music musically. Yeah. And then he went, he was going right, and then he went left. And then the guy was like, all right, you're out of here. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Like, I get, I understand how you can just have all this stuff going on and be tempted by all kinds of stuff and go and go left. And go what? And go left, just like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not go God's way, not go right, but go go left and just yeah. a totally different life. Like, how did I get here? I was just there. How did I get here? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're living it. Like, we were going left, 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 left. Okay. <laughs> now we're right, and we would never even think about going back left. You're crazy. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing. Any... You suffer from depression. Yeah. What helps you, man? What, 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 what do you, what can you offer or share with others suffering from, oh my gosh, <laughs> depression, cheese and crackers, from depression that we help? I don't really anymore. I tried to get off, to, I couldn't, you know, it's like I couldn't get the meds out of my system, but I do, I get depressed, I take things hard. But it's been a learned behavior, like I said in the beginning. Now that I've walked with the Lord these 18 years, mm-hmm. so many times I've said, man, Lord, once again, I made a big deal out of nothing. You know, it just he takes care of everything. Right. He does. So it's like, you know, we're still flesh. We're still falling. It's mm-hmm. like if Michelle was to die today, I would know she's in heaven. She's with the Lord. She ain't unhappy. But I would still be crushed. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that fact, my flesh, I'd still be sad. Well, I think that about a lot of things. So like I'm depressed about something. Well, God don't never do nothing bad to you. It's good. It's just, you know, my unredeemed, fully mind still thinks that. Mm-hmm. So it's still I'll have a bad time, but I have to hope. I know it's going to, I know it's, Gonna go away. Lord fixes everything. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. On his time. Yeah. He Ryan just takes some time. That's all. You right. know, he does. Like you talk about Satan. I can remember one time I was reading C. S. Lewis. Mm. And That's... one day I came home, I was so I don't know what was going on, brother, but I was on my knees holding that book, begging for a long time. Wow. It was an attack or something. But I don't have, I can't say, well, there's that one day that God didn't. No, I know. He makes different choices to me. Well, I'm glad he's smarter than me. (laughs) Hate to count on me to be God, you know. So I just learned behavior. It may may suck right now, but it's going to be just fine. You just hang in there. There you go. Yeah. What are some nuggets, man, you can offer our audience? Nuggets of wisdom. Okay. I can remember saying in the beginning, telling Steve, that was the pastor, my friend. Well, he's still my friend. I said, I know magic isn't a Bible word, but this book is magic. The, hey, 
the answer to Christianity is to read that book. Not because just the information, of course the information. I think, and I can remember like, you know, my lawyer was Slippo there. Larry Slippo. He's a judge. But that makes good sense. Get the judge for your lawyer, right? That makes good sense. And like I, I can remember thinking, you know, when you go to court for something and you've got a high-powered lawyer, the judge knows that you've paid a lot of money, and that's a down payment. No, it's a you know they're trying to. It's a deterrence. You don't want to do that again. Like you get caught breaking the law, they put you in jail. You're like, I don't want to go back to jail again. Well, when you spent thousands of dollars on a lawyer, you're like, I don't want to do that again. I'm not going to do that crime anymore. Well, I think in hand it works the same with the Lord. You know, I think it pleased the Lord because he blessed me so much because I set aside so much time, even though it was the gift from him. You know, here's God. We got nothing to offer but sin. He gives us all these gifts. He helps us. Just like now, we're doing ministry, and this is going to continue to help other people. It's all him doing it, but then we get to heaven, and he rewards us for it. Amen. With that said, spending time with God, say, no, I'm I'm not going to go watch TV. I want to spend time with God. Amen. Got that, plus the information. Plus, he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. Second Peter. All the, there's nothing, it used to fascinate me, some of the things. He done thought about everything. He's got an answer about everything. Some of the dumbest stuff. You know, you're like, oh, I think I could, nope, nope. He's got, so it's the word of God and trust God. You know, I got a construction company. I got guys working for me. That's what I say all the time. Don't sleep with the girl. You want it? I know you love the girl. I know sex is fun. Let me tell you something. Let me give you the best advice. The both of you is get on your knees and repent, and you could have the best life you've ever had. More than you've imagined. Trust God. He's smarter than you. But read, spend time with God. We don't have, you know, it's the Bible is just the most beautiful thing ever put on paper. That's the best nugget, brother. Thank you. This was amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Man, I love you, man. Love uh, you too. Love you too. I'm so glad we hooked back up. It was, yeah, it was long. Taryn told me, said, man, you know who else? Billy. <laughs> you know, because, and that, that was years ago. Taryn Kemp. I haven't heard that name. Really? Remember when we were at the gym, she was so mean. She would never say nothing to nobody. She was so kind to me when I went to Gold's Gym when I came and stayed with her dad. Yeah. Yeah. We became friends. She trained me herself. We became real good friends. Wow. She actually, when I first started dating Michelle, she actually texted me one day and said that she went into a a type of rehab and, you know, a Christian rehab. And I think she's doing good. I got really good at turning the conversation. So I did, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we go to church too, you know." And that's and she told me about you. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, 
So yeah, it's been a long time. I'm really thankful we did hook back up and yeah, yeah man. I'm glad we got to do this. This is just glad we work. There's more to come. Yeah, there's more to come. Yeah, sure. Anytime. Allow me to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much, much more. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.